You know, it'd be great to, to have limbs, but at the same time, we have faith and truth to hold on to that God has he, wonderfully and faithfully made me just the way that I am. Now, the biggest question was really asking God, why? A special Father's Day edition of First Person Now as we talk with father and son Boris and Nick Vujicic, raising the perfectly imperfect child. Welcome to our program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Nick Vujicic was born without arms or legs, but with the help of his parents, he has become an internationally known inspirational author and speaker and the founder of Life Without Limbs. Now a husband and father, Nick is grateful to his parents for their love and care in his unique circumstances. Boris Vujicic is the father who, along with his wife, overcame their grief, their fear, and badly shaken faith to raise such an accomplished son. We'll start the conversation in just a moment, but you can learn more by visiting our website, firstpersoninterview.com. Also there, you can learn more about the Far East Broadcasting Company, who's made today's program possible. And then join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Our conversation begins now, first with Nick, who brings us up to date on his worldwide ministry. Yeah, Life Without Limbs has been uh, just, just celebrating, actually, 10 years of ministry. Uh, we are just blown away and humbled to see God continue to open up doors where I can share my testimony all around the world. It's now been 60 countries, and uh, being able to, to preach to millions of people on, on mainstream TV, and uh, uh, it's just such a blessing. and. Uh, for my young 33 years of age, I look back, and if I had fingers, I'd pinch myself, because <laughs> as we look back, we just thank God for every opportunity for someone to hear the, the power and hope that we can all find in Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, we have many mutual friends around the world who love to have you come to their country and speak. I know you were just with Sasko there in Eastern Europe, and I was in Vietnam a few years ago driving down a highway, and there was a big billboard with your picture on it even, Nick. You know, Vietnam was great. In fact, my dad was there, and Mum uh, came with me on that trip, and that was a fantastic, uh, unique opportunity there. And yes, I just came back from uh, Serbia, and I was able to meet with some delegates there in Macedonia, and uh, and Russia actually was uh, quite an awesome trip as well. So it's uh, it's been a, an, an amazing um, ministry so far, and the letters that we receive from all walks of life and all all cultures, it, it's only been such a positive thing. and In a nutshell, what is your message anywhere in the world you go, Nick? Look, the, the fact that I have no limbs um, and I smile uh, gets a lot of people curious <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> and wondering, well, what, what, what does this guy have that I don't have? That, that looks more like joy than happiness there. And, uh, you know, to me, it, it, there's a huge difference between joy and happiness. You know, no one's happy 100% of the time. But with the joys of knowing the truth, the truth of your purpose, your value, and your destiny in Jesus Christ, it really doesn't matter about what limitations uh, you do have uh, physically, whether you're rich or poor, sick or healthy. Um, when you know you have hope, hope is everything. Yeah. And so wherever I can, I, I go and share about how Jesus has transformed my life from a life without limbs into a life without limits. And it doesn't mean that Nick, you know, is always happy, but he knows that at the end of the day, first of all, when I'm going through something, that God's grace is sufficient. He does have a plan, and He'll also carry me when I cannot walk. Just one more question before we turn to our guest who will join us here. Um, tell me about your wife and family. This is uh, this is great news these days. 
Yeah, we just celebrated our uh, fourth year anniversary, uh, and we have two sons, Kiyoshi and Dayan. And uh, Kiyoshi is already taller than me at three years old, and uh, he sometimes gives me high fives on my shoulder and sometimes high fives on my face. And uh, he's just so beautiful. And um, Kanae, she's half Japanese, half Mexican. We call we call it Japsican. And uh, we're uh, just so blessed uh, to have to have our family and and, and children. Well, we have the grandfather of those boys joining us today. Boris Vojacic is with us as well. Boris, welcome to First Person. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. (laughs) Of course, that makes you Nick's father. (laughs) And I'm so happy to have the two of you, especially on this uh, Father's Day weekend, join us. And really, it's your book, uh, Boris, that uh, is the uh, provided the impetus for us getting together here. The book is called Raising the Perfectly Imperfect Child. So uh, congratulations. Uh, did you have to be convinced to write this book, or did it just come naturally to you, Boris? <laughs> I needed some persuasion, I must admit. And Nick certainly had a big part in that, because whenever he goes and speaks, people hear his story and look at him and all of that, and then there are people who actually question and ask him, and they were curious as to you know what kind of parents and how did the parents manage to raise up a child with such a physical disability and being so positive, and this is what in, was intriguing to them. And so Nick continually was on my back telling me, Dad, you've got to write a book, you've got to write a book. I said, what am I going to write about? <laughs> says, write a story, you know, how you raised me up, how, you know, you coped, and so on. Thank God, yes, uh, in the end, um, I have um, uh, managed to uh, put it together um, and uh, now it's just been released, and I'm thankful for that because a lot of people, as I was also traveling with Nick at times at some of the events, uh, people did ask us personally as well some of these questions, and especially those with a special needs child, children, sure. they were asking, you know, similar questions, and how did we go, and, and we found that, you know, they were struggling with the same sort of things that we went through, mm-hmm. and it would be very helpful to have at least something like that to share and um, those experiences people can relate to and maybe learn to um, be encouraged to um, keep that and maintain that hope and faith in Jesus because really God is the one that provided all of the ability to us in all of the years to really um, sustain us as well as to um, implant this sort of faith that Nick has that gives him that courage and strength and positive outlook on life and hope. Well, Nick, let me ask you, how do you feel about the title, Raising the Perfectly Imperfect Child? You know, I'm, I'm just so thankful, first of all. Um, you know, many people are inspired by my story, but as we know, the uh, childhood that I had came with a lot of difficulties, emotional, spiritual, went through that depression. And, um, you know, I think the title is, is, is I, I like it. I was, <laughs> I was nearly going to say a perfect title, but, you know, the, the perfect imperfect child. To me, obviously... Having no arms and legs isn't perfect. Um, you know, it would be great to, to have limbs, but at the same time, we have faith and truth to hold on to that God, you know, he, He's wonderfully and faithfully made me just the way that I am. And, you know, there are times where we look at ourselves and we're like, well, I, I, wish, I wish this and this and this were different. But really, I think the message is, is captured in this beautiful title to say, no matter what imperfections we have and disabilities and struggles we have, that, that, you know, we're still perfect in God's eyes and together, 
you know, God, God's plan is unfolded. Hmm. Boris, what is your wife's name? Uh, Dushka. Before Nick was born, did you and Dushka have any indication that he might have some physical disability? No, none whatsoever. All of our um, medical, you know, examinations that Dushka was going through the pregnancy and all the precautions that she took, being uh, a nurse and a midwife herself, um, she certainly always had a and can maintain herself a healthy lifestyle and all of that. Um, we did not have any notion whatsoever that Nick would be born the way he was until the actual birth. <laughs> but, you know, uh, he came really as a real shock and a surprise, uh, the way he was born, absolutely. Well, after Nick came then, what were you told about uh, what life would be like and about Nick's potential? What It must have raised a lot of questions. Well, we certainly had a lot of questions, but very, very few and hardly any answers, in all honesty. They really did not have much to tell us as to what his future would be like. Uh, everything seemed pretty bleak. Um, I had no anticipation of Nick being able to to move or to, uh, you know, roll over or stand up or anything at all. And in fact, at the time anyway, they could not tell uh, for sure um, if even his mental capacity is going to be okay or his speech or whatever. We would have had to wait as he develops to really see uh, how he evolves and uh, and develops and grows up and, and then you know, take it from there. But the expectation, I must say, on my part was, that, you know, he would be lying in, in bed really helpless, uh, not being able to help himself with anything himself and always being dependent on others. And I have no idea how long... Uh, and if he would be even surviving, that was also a question. So. Mm-hmm. You were in ministry, Boris. Um, did you ever question God and his uh, care and concern to give you a child that was imperfect? Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, that is actually what I just wanted to say, that the biggest question was really asking God, why? I had no answer. Why would God want to give me a child like this? Why would God want to bring a child like this in the world? And as you talked about the title, the perfectly imperfect child, uh, is really uh, denotes in my mind the perfect design that God had, or perfect plan that God had for Nick, which is really imperfect according to me, or according to our as, uh, human beings. When we look at him, he is incomplete yet he is very complete according to God's design. It's really, that's a paradox, and this is how there is a, quite a difference between what God views that I needed, or that Nick needed, or the world needed, and what I may think that I need, or should be. So there is two different perspectives, and that was certainly one of the biggest uh, uh, burdens on my heart at the time, is being a believer, being a Christian, and teaching others about God's love, I said, you know, how could anybody now uh, say that God is love and that God cares when he gives you and when he rewards, so to speak, a believer with something like that? So the question arose, looking inside me, is it really a punishment in some ways from God? Is there something wrong that I did? So it did a lot of uh, soul-searching, and uh, looking within as well as 
around as to what is God's really plan and what is the purpose of the fall. There's more to this conversation with Nick and Boris Vujicic coming up today here on First Person. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC partners with First Person to bring these interviews to you each week because we never tire of hearing how God moves on the hearts of people to accomplish His purpose. Whether in the hard-to-reach places of the world or right here at home, we serve a living God who leads men and women to do great things for Him. Learn more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Click on the FEBC banner. I have two guests with me today, Nick and Boris Vujicic. Nick is uh, the person that you've heard so much about and perhaps have heard him speak in such a uh, influential and powerful way. His ministry is Life Without Limbs, and uh, his father, Boris, is with us as well. Nick, let me ask you, uh, looking back on your childhood, do you feel like your mom and dad were any harder on you or, or any easier on you because of your circumstances? They definitely weren't um, either of them. Um, really, I, I think um, if there were any times where I felt like they were harder on me was, you know, my dad obviously knowing that, you know, having no arms and legs, my sort of future of job, uh, you know, possibilities are quite limited. And um, you know, he he told me at six years old, you know, you, you got to do your math. Uh, you have you have a brain, and and God's given you more than enough, and you just need to work really hard. And, you know, one day, you know, as I was a little older, he, you know, mentioned to me, Nick, you know, you have no arms and legs, but if you start a business in accounting or financial planning or, or something where you have people around you who can, you know, uh, be your arms and legs, that's, that's something that you should really aspire to do. And um, they taught me great discipline. Um, you know, I, I didn't get away with uh uh, you know, anything, I uh, definitely got my discipline, and, um, you know, and I actually had my chores. I was vacuuming the floor for $2 a week, and if I wanted something, I'd have to save up my own money and buy it. Sounds pretty normal to me. Yeah, sounds, yeah, well, it, it's it's a thing that sometimes actually is lacking, I think, in today's world, and, and you know, that, that, that value of, of not taking everything for granted, mm-hmm. uh, really being thankful for what you have, um, setting small goals and, and those sorts of things. And so um, it was a, 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 you know, a, a wonderful refuge to come home to. After. To me, the biggest war for me at, at the time was really um, the fear, the fear of the future, and definitely the bullying at school. Okay. Now that you're a parent yourself, Nick, uh, looking back on your childhood, what, what are one or two things that your mom and dad taught you in the way they raised you that uh, you've learned as a father? And that parenting is hard. <laughs> <laughs> no secret uh, there, I, huh? <laughs> I looked at my, and I haven't even started yet, you know? I mean, it was, I looked at my son, and I looked at him, and I'm like, wow, how did my parents do this? I mean, I can't imagine if Kiyoshi, my son, was born without limbs and, and no warning at all, you know, like that. I could never imagine that. And so um, I just have a huge admiration. I think every uh, son and daughter has, has a whole new level of admiration for their parents once they themselves become parents. And huh. so, um, you know, I, I, I definitely want to pass on the, the, the great things. I mean, my dad at one time, he was uh, a lay pastor, and, and he had three jobs at the same time, and counseling everyone, and starting a church, and all these sorts of things. But 
really, um, you know, even the times that he wasn't home, the times that he was home, you know, were just so quality and memorable that we didn't, you know, focus on the times that he was away. And so what I definitely have learned is, you know, when you're home, you're home, um, and leave everything later. And, um, you know, definitely spending that quality time, um, is, is, is necessary. And, um, the other thing is, you know, just really getting out of your children, just do your best. You know, my parents never knew exactly what kind of future I'd have or if I'd ever get married or if, if, you know, what kind of job I'd ever have or, or, or career. Um, but you know, they, they definitely just wanted to bring the best out of me in every aspect of my life. And ultimately the greatest thing is having a faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. Boris, what did you learn from raising Nick that you're able to pass on to other parents of special needs children? Uh, Wayne, the, the greatest thing I think that, uh, I've learned is that God is amazing and that God really sustains us and provides us strength and enables us to get through all of the circumstances in life, and in the end, learn to be both happy and successful. And this is really what taught me, that, you know, God can make things um, what seemingly might be impossible to us, an amazing blessing to the world as well as to me. And certainly Nick was a blessing, and he's a blessing not only to me and to my wife as a child now, and we are very proud about his accomplishments, we're very proud about his uh, faith and are thankful to God that He has this um, untiring, unstoppable spirit, and that He wants to reach out to the others and motivate others to really trust in God. But at the same time, we also been blessed, uh, as you said, with the two beautiful grandchildren, and we have a beautiful daughter-in-law. I mean, it is just beyond beyond any comprehension that we had when Nick was born. Looking back to the day that he was born, as you asked me initially, what was the expectation? It was nothing like really what the life is that I have seen and experienced today with us and Nick. It was nothing. If anybody told me, I would have said, you're crazy. That's just impossible. And it really, it is that God did really the impossible. And we're very, very thankful that um, that is what God taught us. He taught us how to be patient, how to trust God, how to take things that even when they seem as bleak as one can imagine, that God can turn them indeed into a blessing. That is really what the Scripture tells us. Yeah, yeah. God turns the, you know, all things, that is, even the bad things in our life that come our way, He can turn them into a real blessing. Well, Nick, you mentioned it a moment ago, it wasn't always easy growing up for you or your parents. Uh, talk about the bullying issue and how that uh, played out and how it was addressed by your folks. You know, they saw me come home crying, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, the, the stats are that 80% of all marriages that are affected with a, a disability with, within their children um, end up in divorce. Um, just the, 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 the emotional stress, spiritual warfare, um, the, the, the fear of, of, you know, not just the future, uh, but even the fin- you know, even more financial stress, and, and you know, just, just all of that combined. Um, then to have, you know, their child try to deal with what the world thinks of them. I mean, that in itself was a disability for me because, unfortunately, even though I had my mom and dad who said, Nick, you're beautiful, God has a plan for you, you're special just the way that you are, then when I went to school, I was the only one without arms and legs. I couldn't do many things. 
And it was a process, and it was a journey. And, and I could tell you I would never have done any better of a job of, of raising a, a limbless child like my parents had done uh, if I was ever put in that position. I mean, because the one thing that I always remember is they were just very encouraging. Um, anytime I came home, you know, I could cry on their shoulder. I could tell them, you know, what happened at school and they'd make me feel heard. Um, and, and that's what I think is really important for, obviously, you know, my mom and dad wanted to protect me as much as they could. Um, you know, the wisdom of even letting me try to do something and fail. How many times do you let your limbless child fail at something physically before you say, okay, you know, I'll help you. But that, that process um, really built up my, um, if you will, attitude and perseverance and resilience. Um, and that was the same thing socially as well. They said, Nick, well, just smile at them, talk to them. You know, obviously, because you can't educate the whole school about the, the kid with no arms and legs, you know, that is just normal. You know, the, the, the biggest thing is just me accepting me so that others start accepting me just the way that I am mm-hmm. as well. And so... Um, you know, planting those scriptures as well and uh, learning the Sunday school songs. Uh, no matter how encouraging it was, though, I, I did go through a depression, um, and I'm very, very thankful that um, all of that was, was covered in my dad's book because uh, I'll never forget those days and those very, very low moments where, you know, my mom and dad were both there, and uh, even the conversation after telling my brother that I wanted to commit suicide at a certain age and how my dad reacted to that. Um, and comforted me and encouraged me. Um, you know, it, it just it's those moments that are the cornerstones of, of any child's life. Boris, with or without limbs, you're very proud of your son, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yes, indeed. And uh, I cannot express that uh, very much so, and Nick knows that. And uh, I'm certainly very thankful to God that he is um, an instrument that uh, God has used in such a unique way, and uh, I believe that God uses individuals, and God uses all of us and has a purpose for all of us, and we just need to yield to Him and be willing to just stay within His will and His purpose, and we will do an amazing life for us as well as a blessing to others. What a privilege to talk with father and son, Boris and Nick Vujicic. The book that tells more of their story is titled Raising the Perfectly Imperfect Child, Facing Challenges with Strength, Courage, and Hope. And we'll have more information about it at firstpersoninterview.com. Each week we get to tell stories of how God has moved in people's lives and given them a vision for what can be done through their obedience. For several years now, we've been privileged to bring you these stories, and they're all archived online as a resource for you. Just go to firstpersoninterview.com and click on the Listen button. Or download our free mobile app to listen anytime. Search for First Person Interview in your app store. Our thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company for making this week's program possible. More at firstpersoninterview.com. Also, let us know your reaction to what you've heard today when you're on Facebook. You'll find us at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next week, the dramatic story of a missionary family who survived the crash of a small plane with only bumps and scratches. The whole Frazier family of Minnesota will join us next time. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to First Person. First Person.